Hello, and once again, it's my pleasure to welcome Paul Mutton to Wellbeing. Paul was here a while back, and he was talking about the Lions Clubs and their site-related project. Today, Paul is wearing a different hat, inasmuch we're talking about computers. And before you reach for the switch and turn us off and think, this isn't for me, it could be that by the end of the program, you will have changed your mind and decided, I hope, that you're glad you're listened. So welcome back, Paul. It's nice to have you here and thanks for coming in. Thanks, Iris. It's a pleasure to be back. Nice to see you again. When we talk about computers, I know that a lot of people, both young and not so young, feel that it's not for me, I'm not interested in computers, I don't want to know. But how do you go about explaining to somebody that that needn't be the case? That's a, it's a good question because that sort of attitude is a, is a fairly prevalent sort of mindset among some people. Many of us don't realise that in the last five years, technology has progressed more than it has in the previous 6,000 years. So mm. it's, it's rattling along at its great rate of knots. And many people take the attitude that, well, it's, it's all too difficult for me. I, I really don't want to get involved. Um, it's a waste of time anyway. Look at all these kids spending all their time on computers instead of being outside playing where they should yeah. be. But computers help us enormously. And I think when I talk to senior people about it, I, I've got to remind them that it was their generation that actually developed uh, the personal computer, the PC as mm. it's called, to the point where we're all able to enjoy the benefits of this technology at home. It's very useful for studying. It's very useful for doing research. It's very, very useful for sending, if you're a senior person, uh, emails to your grandchildren. And with uh, programs like Skype and so on, you can actually telephone people on a computer these yeah. days. So it's, it's tremendous technology. Um, I think what phases a lot of people is the, is the, the sheer scope of what it can do. Mm. And they think, oh, gee, this, that's just too much to learn. I, mm. It won't be for me. But if you take it a little bit at a time, it, it will work well it for you. It works out all yeah. right. So what are the benefits of being on it from the basic point of view? And you've mentioned emailing grandkids, yes, but yeah. there are other things that we can do that, and the one that comes to mind is um, you go to the doctors and he tells you you've got whatever, right, yeah. and you can go and look it up and find out what it's all about and what's happening. So I guess this is a, a benefit too. Yes, definitely. The, just, just having access to the information that's been posted on the World Wide Web, the WWW, mm -hmm. which is just abbreviated web, is just incredible. You can, you can find out just about anything, just about anything on the web now. Mm. The, one of the things that I've found uh, was a lot of fun. My grandson has just bought a house in Melbourne. Nan, if you go and look, and he told me how to get there, you'll see the house. So right. I've seen his house without actually being there. So, so, so and that was a big thrill. You've yeah. Googled in on it. I'd Googled in on it, yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about all these things a sure. bit later on through. Sure. Paul, we've raised the interest maybe in those first few minutes. How can people find out someone to teach them? There's a number of options that senior people have, Iris, and if we talk more about what the options are for senior people, that'd be great. Um, look, there are technical courses, technical college courses that you can go to. Um, a lot of senior citizen centres these days teach it. Mm -hmm. um, there are friends who are quite happy to... I, I learnt a lot about computers from friends. I'd ring them up and say, well, you know, how do I cut and paste mm -hmm. and, and how do I do things, this and that? Yeah. So th there are a lot of options. But I think this initiative from the Australian government uh, that we'll talk about 
is, uh, is probably the most practical uh, and realistic way of getting more information about computer technology and, and what you can do with them. Do they actually need to, to go and buy a computer first to get this basic work out and running? No, they don't, because there are computers available that they can practice on. But one of the, one of the uh, perceived disadvantages of this technology is the cost of it. People think it's going to cost them an absolute fortune to get, mm. to get uh, uh, computers and modems and keyboards and mouses and all the rest of it. Um, it doesn't. In fact, uh, this particular program that we're talking about, uh, the Broadband for Seniors program, it's um, the complete setup for a senior person uh, it's $290. They get a computer, all of the equipment they need. All they've got to do is, is uh, get a, a dial-up um, mm -hmm. internet connector and, uh, and off they go. They're away. So it, it's, not, it's not expensive, but they certainly don't need a machine to start off with, a computer to start off with. Before they sit down in front of a machine, is there time taken out by the person who's teaching them to explain some of the familiar terms that they'll come across, like cut and paste yes. um, and all of those things? Yeah. So... Is that part of the, the teaching time? I guess it's like any uh, learning any jargon. It takes a little mm. time. I, I, I like the show-and-tell approach. You know, if, if you want to tell or show someone what an icon is and, and mm. explain what an icon is, show it to them. If you want to explain what a screen is, <laughs> then, then show it to yeah. them. Um, if you want to talk about what a, a window is, apart from something that you look through, then show them that. Mm. So the show-and-tell approach is probably the best one. Maybe you can explain some of the terms to me. I mean, we've mentioned internet and broadband and those sorts of things. What's the difference between internet and broadband, for example? Um, well, broadband is a method of connecting to the internet. Um, originally, we had what was called the dial-up approach, and, and that's still very relevant, and it mm. probably is the most practical method of accessing the internet for senior people because they're not using it all the time. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with dial-up, it's basically the cost of a local telephone call. Um, you dial up the internet provider that you have, Dodo mm. or whoever, and they give you access to their server, their, their computer, mm. so that you can then surf the net. I'm using technology here that I know <laughs> a lot of people are not familiar with, but with a bit of luck we'll, 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 get, we'll, get, to, we'll get to explain some of it. Whereas with, uh, with broadband, broadband's much more uh, rapid, much speedier, tremendously fast. Mm. Um, and that's what uh, the Commonwealth Government is now talking about, rolling out a broadband um, internet service for all Australians. Mm. And not all of us have it yet. Um, but that, uh, when, you, when you connect to the, uh, the supplier's uh, server, then you remain connected. So it's one, one uh, local cost call. And then you're, and you're then on you're forever, there forever. if you want to be, mm. yeah. yeah. And I guess the, the benefit of broadband over dial-up is that if one partner is on, on dial-up and using the computer, the telephone's out of action yes. until such time as they close it yes. down. Or you, or you get an, a second uh, copper wire connected to yeah. the house, which is not necessary with, uh, with dial-up. Mm. Uh, sorry, with, not, with, with, with broadband. With broadband, yeah. Paul, I know that there is a common fear, because I hear it all the time amongst the seniors, was if I'm working on the computer and I do something wrong, will I lose all the information there? And, you know, the answer to that is... Uh, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. It, it will be somewhere there. It, until you learn how to, to access it, um, then, you know, you, you may be a little concerned. But, look, once it goes in... It's, uh, it's going to stay there until you find it. 
And people. there are ways and means, I take oh, it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's usually yeah. probably sitting on your desktop somewhere. You're listening to Wellbeing, and my guest today is Paul Mutton. Paul, Lions Clubs around the country, let's come back to your base. Sure. Um, are helping out with this teaching. How did they get involved? Well, we got involved because the Australian government... Um, initiated a, a program, a three-year program, to actually provide broadband uh, access, computer access and computer training for seniors in the community. By seniors, I mean people over the age of 50. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Lions is a charitable organisation which is totally staffed by volunteers uh, who have time and expertise and willingness to help other people learn this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the first, the very first uh, organisation in Australia which took up the government's offer to become what's called now an internet kiosk mm. was the Lions Club of Anglesey in Victoria. So we're very proud of that. Oh, I should think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a great, um, what's the word I'm looking for, a great broad thing that every Lions Club can be involved in if they yeah. want to. Yeah. And people can get the, all the benefit and you don't yes. have to run around and like all hours yeah. of the day and night to do it sort of thing well that's right and um, there are different approaches you can make not all lines clubs have their own facilities for example their own center where people can go and sit down in front of a computer and be shown how to use mm. it um, in the case of lines at anglesey they became the host administrator for an internet kiosk at the local senior citizen center so they, they set it all up at the local senior sets and they provided the volunteer, they provide the volunteers mm. to, to tutor the, uh, the elderly or the senior people who mm. want to learn. Mm. Yeah. Uh, is it on a one-to-one basis? Uh, yes, indeed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you can spend time and ask all the questions without somebody mm. listening over your shoulder yeah. and you feeling conscious of the questions yeah. you're asking, yeah. but you have that one-to-one basis. Yes. Yeah. We've got a very well-defined defined syllabus of knowledge and skill that uh, people who are starting out need to acquire. Mm. And we usually do that in two one-and-a-half-hour sessions. So it's not, it's not speedy. We work at the, at the student's pace mm. and, um, and, and take it from there. In, in terms of the way Lions will approach it or has been approaching it, uh, for example, the club that I belong to, Tookley Lions, we have our own centre. We have a conference room. We have mm. an area where we, we uh, recycle and process materials for raising money, mm. you know, for, for, yeah. for good causes. And, and so we've set aside a, an area in our conference room um, for this so people can actually come to the Lions Centre, uh, have a cup of coffee, sit mm. down and, uh, and get working on it. And get started. Yeah. Is it just the two, the two lessons that you give or, or can, they, can people come back to you and say, look, I've done this and this, but... Where do I go from here? Look, we, we very much encourage people to do that. There's a, there's a, a, a basic amount of information that they need to get started, and that's, mm. what, that's what we do. There are some things that we, we, we don't teach, um, mm. uh, and we keep it pretty simple. What, what we're trying to do is get people to understand what a keyboard is, what a screen is, how to turn it on and off, mm. um, uh, how to use a very basic form of uh, uh, writing uh, called Notepad. Mm. We use Vista. Um, we show them how to set up a Gmail address so that the grandkids and the great-grandkids can send them emails mm. and how to access those emails. <laughs> and so it's fairly, it's fairly straightforward. But if they want to take it further, then we, encourage, we would encourage them to think about getting their own computer at home mm. or they can go down to the local council library and access the computer there and so on. There are a vast yeah. number of opportunities. So once they're off and running, they're literally off and running. Well, hopefully, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
correct in thinking that the um, government put this program up through the Department of Primary Industries? Uh, not quite. This, this uh, initiative by the Australian government is part of a, a broader plan called Making Ends Meet Plan. It's a plan for older Australians and uh, it's for people with disabilities and carers. Now, part of that is this concept of the internet kiosk. So it's called Broadband for Seniors, the Internet Kiosk. And it's, it's, it's part of uh, Minister Jenny Macklin's department that mm-hmm. they came up with the initiative, and her department is uh, Families, Housing, Community Services and Indigenous Affairs. It's a f- pretty okay. large portfolio. Yeah. But yeah. the initiative is, a, is one of the most exciting that I've ever come across because so many people are go- have the possibility of accessing technology which has mm. you know so far bewildered them and still does even when they not, think they know oh, what they're yes, doing absolutely. by the way we've got a a contact number for for these which i'll give at the end of the program sure. so if uh, anyone would like to grab a pencil and paper we can give that to them yes to so they know where to start right paul do you need to be registered as a senior citizen um no, that's mm. the short answer. You, I was thinking about yeah. seniors' card. Yeah. We're thinking more of uh, people who would contact us and we would accept into these programs. Mm. People over the age of 50, they're either um, pensioners or self-funded retirees but and Australian mm. citizens. Mm. And that, they're, they're the only criteria that we reply, apply. Paul, you've actually been teaching some people to understand computers. What sort of response are you getting from them? Yeah, that's... That's very good. Look, my very first student was 94 years of age. You're and joking. He's a, he's, a, he's a guy I've known for some time. And he and I have been exchanging books. If he reads a good book, he'll give it to me to read mm. and vice versa. Mm. And so when I suggested to Wilf that he learn a little bit about how to use computers, he said that at the age of 94, I don't have much time left. <laughs> and I said, well, if you get started, you may find it just fascinating to see mm. where you can go. But I guess most people who are, uh, have the sense of being overwhelmed by the technology are very hesitant to start with. But once mm. they get into it, I mean, one of the, one of the things we teach them um, is how to use a mouse. That's mm. a, and we'll discuss what that is in a yeah. moment. But, but, uh, and they learn to use a mouse uh, by playing solitaire. Yeah. So and that, you become they, they, very become addicted fun. to that, by the way. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. <laughs> I can very imagine. addicted. Yeah. <laughs> Paul... You hear people say, I don't know how to type. Yes. Um, that doesn't matter, does it? I mean, they can, until they get used to it, they can pick out one key at a, one letter at a time. Yes. It's slow, but you yes. can get there. Yes. You don't have to be a, um, a full-time... Competent typist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no look, the, the, the QWERTY keyboard, it's mm. called the QWERTY keyboard because the first letters on it are Q-W-E-R-T-Y mm. and the last letter on the keyboard is M, interestingly. <laughs> but no, you look, I, I, I'm a two-finger typist. I'm mm. very quick because I've been doing it for a while now. Mm. But uh, if I took the time out to uh, learn how to type with both hands and ten, you know, eight fingers and two thumbs, then I'd mm. probably become faster. But I, I, I'm quite happy with the speed at which mm. I can type you know, letters and so on. So, And this, you often see um, things on television where the fellow's sitting in front of a of, um, computer yes. and he's using just two fingers on each hand. Yes, yes. Once you get to know the keyboard, yeah. that's it. It doesn't matter how you do it. No, not really. If you, <laughs> if you want to become a proficient keyboard operator, then, then sure, learn how to use both hands. Mm. And there's plenty of programs available mm. to do that. Um, I probably will one day. I just haven't had the time yet to do it. But, you know, we, we learn <laughs> When to you by. retire, Paul. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You're listening to Wellbeing. I'm Iris Nichols, and my guest today is Paul Mutton. 
Paul, the other name we hear about is a mouse, and we've mentioned it briefly. It's not a furry thing that runs across the desk, is it? <laughs> or sits in the shed and eats grain. No, <laughs> no. A mouse is a, um, a, a small handheld device which actually enables you to to move things around the screen, to access the, the computer screen. Um, it, its name, I believe, doesn't derive from the fact that it looks like a mouse with a tail attached to the, uh, to the computer. It actually comes from MOU, which means method of use. And so we, it was an MOU with SE attached. So we don't talk about two uh, mice, we talk about two mouses. Two mouses. With computers, that's right. That's the first thing we, basically the first thing we teach you. If you've got one mouse, you've got two mouses. Mm. You're not likely to be using two mouses on one go, by the way. No, no it's, just it's very difficult. This is a little handheld device. It's held in the in the right hand. Usually. Um, usually, unless you're left-handed, mm. of course, mm. uh, in which case you need a left-handed mouse. Because and there's the, a special one for them, There's a there? special one for them, yeah. But it's held between the, the thumb and the pinky finger, and you usually uh, use it by pressing on the left-hand side a little little switch there mm. with, the, uh, with your index finger. Mm. It's very easy to learn, mm. very easy to learn. And, of course... Learning to play um, free cell or solitaire is a yeah. great way to practice. Very definitely. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> My usual question at this stage is, is this service available across all states? That's the intention. The Australian government's rolling this out over a period of three years. From my last look at the website, I think there's something like 200 odd organisations that have taken it up. Mm. The the plan is for 2,000 organisations to provide in internet kiosks uh, and their facilities mm. to senior citizens. So if it hasn't so it got to be. them yet, the uh, chances are it will. Uh, very definitely, mm. yeah, very definitely. Perhaps we can give that contact of how people can find out about all of this. And if you've got a pen, it's www.com nec seniors which is all one word n e c s e n i o r s dot net dot a u uh, or the other one is nec broadband for seniors hotline and that's 1300 795 897 and uh, as you say you can always call into the library or or yeah. There are places around where you can yeah. find out about it. Iris, people, you just mentioned <laughs> NEC. People may wonder what's NEC and what's mm. NEC got to do with it. Um, the Department of Families, Housing, Community Service and Indigenous Affairs, uh, Minister Macklin's mm. department I mentioned, they selected NEC Australia, which is basically a computer manufacturer, to um, roll this out. Um, they have three partners in the consortium. One of them is the Adult Learning Australia Group. Uh, the other the Australian Seniors Computer Clubs Association, and the third is the University of the Third Age Online. Now, these three consortium partners are providing us with the, the syllabi, um, support materials, and mm -hmm. so on. NEC is providing us with the computers, the hardware, the internet connections, and, and, and all of that that's related. Mm -hmm. And I must say, they've been tremendous in the way they've... Uh, the way they've uh, supported us, um, mm. the efficiency with which they're rolling out the whole program. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing but admiration for yeah. them. I really have. So do you need to be a, a member of Lions? If someone's interested in teaching, do they need to be a member of Lions to be able to get access to all of this, um, A? Or if not, where can they go to, say, 
um, I've got computer knowledge I would like to teach. Right. Well, first of all, Lions is only one of the organisations that's involved. You know, you've heard of men's sheds. Yep. There's a few, yes, a few of those word. that have now set up internet yep. kiosks. Uh, broadband for seniors internet kiosks. Mm-hmm. There are senior citizen centres that have, retirement village libraries have, and all of these people have. Um, but the, the organisation must be uh, a not-for-profit organisation to become mm-hmm. eligible to uh, host an internet kiosk. Okay. So, so it relies totally on volunteers. There are no, there will be no paid people tutoring mm-hmm. um, in this area. Um, Certainly not from the Broadband for Seniors mm. uh, initiative. Um, so it's not only Lions Clubs. It's uh, you know your local senior citizen centre may very well have an internet mm. kiosk by now. So oh, okay. Uh, um, and people who want to uh, uh, become volunteer tutors are most welcome. There are some some requirements, but mm. uh, for the most part, if you're willing to volunteer some of your time and have a basic knowledge of computers which you're prepared to impart mm. to others, mm. then you're most welcome to become involved. Right? Fine. Now, we've got a, a couple of minutes, so can we go back to how do you turn it on? And that's actually not how you express it, is it? You actually boot it up. Or boot it up or log on. Yeah, some people think that log on is another... You know, stay Show another barbecue. car on the fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. But um, <laughs> essentially it means uh, like a radio. Mm. Um, you, you simply turn on the power, and once you've got some power, then you start. And usually you you click on the start button, it's fairly straightforward, and then you select what you're going to do. You might want to go and you know, surf the internet, uh, you may want to send an email, you want to check your emails, there are a whole lots of things that you can do. But you decide that once you turn it on. It's uh, Once you log on, off you go. As easy as that. It's as easy as that. Paul, listening to you and talking with you um, makes me think that Maybe I should go and get some some more lessons from somewhere rather than shout help from my husband. Um, but it's a time like this when I'm ready to now hang up my headphones, turn off the mic and say goodbye to um, well-being and all the rest of it. I've been doing the program for about 11 years. We counted it up. It's been a wonderful time and um, I hope that my listeners over that time have at least learnt something or have found out some information about something that's been worrying them. So maybe I will go and and get some more lessons from the computer. But thank you so much for coming in and sharing this program with me and for the other programs that, or the other program that you did with me um, about site... Site Site-related projects from Lions Clubs, yes. (laughs) yes. Um, So um, it's been fun and, and thank you very much for coming in. I would also like to say thanks to the volunteers who have helped me, people like Warren and a few others who've sat behind the bench and pushed buttons and, and kept the time going and all of those things for me over the over the years. And, of course, to um, Graham Wilson, who's my executive producer. And without Graham, none of this would have happened. In, you know, it's, it's just a, a great organisation to have been involved with. Right. So thank you for coming in. Well, Iris, that's, that's, it's been my pleasure. I, f- I feel honoured to be part of your, uh, hopefully not your last program, but I know officially at this stage mm. it, that it is. Um, it's, you know, you're a wonderful person. You really are. And not only that, very professional. And your computer skills are absolutely superb. Um, so I don't, I don't know that... He just happened to get my emails. <laughs> but you, uh, you did mention that, uh, that you and Warren have, have mm. been volunteers for quite a long time. And I just want to say something about volunteers. Uh, yeah, people tend to think that, uh, well, there's a school of thought that says, you know, that volu- volunteers' time 
is valueless. Um, um, in lines, we think volunteers' time is priceless. Um, I might say something else about volunteers. It was volunteers that built the ark. Uh, professionals built the Titanic. <laughs> right, so keep, enough keep that said. in mind. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> but look, I, I, you've been a, a great volunteer, and I know that you'll continue offering um, your great talents in the service of your community anyway. And on behalf of the, the 29,000 or so lions around Australia, I've brought along for you something to enjoy at Christmas time. It's a lion's Christmas cake. Oh, and I'm, you. I'm sure you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it. <laughs> but, you. Iris, on behalf of all lions, uh, I wish you a very happy uh, and healthy and long retirement and Thank enjoy you very it. Much. And also, of course, on behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank the listeners who have been in a very major part of me sitting here each week. Thank you for your interest. And as always, on behalf of us all, I'd like to wish you the season's greetings. And, of course, we wish you well. Great.